Hello, and welcome back to Style Not Fashion with me, Talia. I hope you're having a wonderful Wednesday. Happy drop day. I don't have my peppermint iced tea with me today, but I do have a giant water. So that counts as something, right? I am, again, just thanking you for your continued support and just the amount of positivity I've received from this podcast has been just great so far. Um, Again, give it a rating if you haven't already. I would really appreciate that. Tell me what you like, tell me what you didn't like, etc. And so without further ado, this episode is about my anyways income. I call it anyway, anyways income because it isn't passive income because I have to work for it. And it's not exactly like straight up income. It's just kind of money that like I'm doing something already. So why not make a couple extra bucks from it? Um, which add up. This is just like a term that I made up in my head that I've always like just thought about. Um, and so with this episode, we are back to talking about thrifting. I've taken a break for a couple of episodes just because not everyone thrifts. It can be overwhelming. There's a lot of things, but today we're talking about the other side of thrifting a little bit. We're talking about actually um, selling. Sorry. So I guess it's not really thrifting. (laughs) It's just selling. (laughs) I don't know why I said thrifting. But we're talking about selling your thrifted items and use your items, you know, your actual used items that maybe you bought new and it's time to get rid of. So a byproduct of great thrifting. If you've been following my suggestions, etc. is great product maybe that you don't use and that doesn't fit. The byproduct of it, you know, maybe your store, like mine, doesn't have a place to try them on. You get it home, you wash it, it doesn't fit. That's okay. Um, I'm talking about taking that byproduct to a consignment shop and I'm going to talk about how to strategize like where you should take it. And again, this is something that I'm doing anyways. I'm already going to the consignment shop to consign new items that you know, I bought new and I'm ready to get rid of and I don't think we'll sell on Poshmark um, as fast as they would at a consignment place or I think that they'll, they will um, just sell for more at um, a consignment place. Um, so basically, I take my stuff to this place called 
the raspberry beret. And what a lot of things I end up taking are are things at the thrift store that, you know, I'm looking anyways for myself. I'm looking anyways, you know, to take home something to actually wear one day. But while I'm at it, while I'm in there, if I find something that I'm like, 50% like you know it's always a 50-50 shot like okay I'm like I'm pretty sure though that this is gonna sell or they'll take it for a lot I'm talking about something like designer I'll use maybe this example is good I'll use um this Sandro blazer Sandro is designer typically sells for um more than you would think. And I found a blazer for like eight bucks and I even tried it on in the store and it fit and everything. But then I got it home and I I went in front of the mirror and just the pattern, I don't even know how to explain this. Like the pattern just was confusing and it was messing with like my complexion and like the pattern just like was way, way too loud and weird and like it just I don't really have any other words for that but just it just didn't look good it looks fabulous on the hanger fabulous but it just wasn't there for me so when I went to an appointment I usually try to make my appointments like a month in advance I make an appointment to go to the consignment shop to consign the stuff you know that I bought new Uh, and that I'm ready to get rid of anyways, I say, okay, I'll bring that along, you know? So it's a great way to get rid of the byproduct of your thrift mistakes, right? And along with that, um, it's a good way to just earn some extra cash. So how I just earn, you know, some extra cash is I'm already in the racks, you know, I'm in the deep of it and I'll use some, some examples. So the, the example of the blazer was, we'll call that, that's a byproduct. That was a thrift mistake. I wanted it. I wanted to wear it. Got it home. Doesn't fit. This is stuff I'm talking about. You are thrifting. You find this and it's too big, too small. Isn't you, not something you would wear but you think would really sell well somewhere. This is like, anyone can do this. You don't need to work in fashion. You don't need to work in fashion. You don't need to know any, like you really don't. It's just really the brand has got to be there. The brand's got to be there. It's got to be a good brand. It cannot be fast fashion. And it's got to be in good shape. Really, I mean... And we'll talk about knowing your audience a little bit later, but I'll give some examples of this. So one day I found Athleta um, joggers, like a caramel Athleta jogger. Gorgeous, gorgeous, but they were petite. They were size petite. I might be 5'3", but unfortunately I don't buy petite. So brought them to the consignment shop. And they haven't sold yet, but I'm looking at my (laughs) profile right now and they are on there and I know that they will sell. 
Um, again, white, white Levi's, white baggy, baggy, um, Levi's. The white was, um, too, uh, stark for me and like sterile. It was like blinding. It was almost like painter's pants. Um, again, they were happy to take that off my hands. There was this Ralph Lauren silk blouse. Um, and on the wrists it had um, ruffles. And to me, it looks like a witch. It just looked like a witch. And um, they were happy to take that off my hands. Lily Pulitzer um, vintage dress, as they call like 04, 05, like vintage now. Dress was cute. It was too small for me. Bam. They were happy to take it off my hands. Um, Veronica Beard dress. Way too big for me. It was a size 12. They were happy to take that off my hands as well. So these are all things that I didn't... I knew that w they wouldn't work. But because I know that those labels typically sell really well, I was able to get some money for it. And so I'm not like talking about life-changing I'm really just talking about some extra cash. So, um, I'm just, I'm going to be honest here. I'll just go through like kind of my transaction history here. So here I have, um, a Jones, New York purse. Um, it sold yesterday for seven sixty, and I have an urban outfitter shirt and that sold today actually for $4 and 40 cents. So, I have $12 in my profile right now. Is that life-changing? No. Is it $12 more than I had yesterday? Yes. So you see the point I'm trying to make here? It's like if you're already going somewhere, if you're already doing something, why not just take that opportunity and try to make just a little bit more of extra cash about it. And um, the they always say like, you can find a way to monetize the things that you do already. And then that is the key to, like, passive income, building wealth, like that whole thing. I'm not about to get into that. But, like, anyways. So now let's talk about how I'm successful in getting them to accept those items. And generally, they really, really don't accept anything that won't sell really like that they aren't like really really positive about out of everything that I've sold with my current consignment shop they I really think they've only failed to sell one thing and it was a size nine um shoe uh and it was like a pointed pointed toe flat thing but anyways let's go through all of the things you need to make sure before you go to the consignment store. So you've already got your items. You're not paying attention to like what season it is. Like you already have all of your items. Like you're ready to go to the consignment shop. It's time. You've already been to the thrift store and you have your mistakes. You have your buy product that you're ready to take. And you have your couple of um, risks. <laughs> you have your couple of like ideas, you know, that you want to take with you to see if they'll accept because you want to make an extra 
buck or two. So this is what we need to make sure of. You need to make sure that you are in the right season. Consignment shops only take what the upcoming season is. So we're in August right now. So they are looking for fall items, which they consider September through October. So we are talking jeans, denim, leather jackets, scarves, hats and gloves, tall boots, booties, woolen cashmere sweaters, turtlenecks, plaid, rain boots, fleece, earth tones, blazers, flannels, etc., and spooky fashions. Don't forget about that, I guess. So this is just your general idea of like fall fashions, but do not bring anything that is outside of that category. You only want to bring in like 25 items. This is like across the board. I'm not just talking about just for my local consignment shop. It's like across the board. Don't even bother with items that are out of season because they just won't take it. Um, so we can see that a lot of my items that were taken fall into this category. We have blazers. They took the Sandro blazer. Um, they took a cashmere sweater that was from Talbot's. It was actually from a yard sale, but we won't talk about that. They took Levi's um, jeans. And so, yeah, it, it definitely falls in there. They took an Urban Outfitters sweater that I just talked about. So, um, so basically you want to also keep in mind that whatever color you bring in has to fall into that category as well. Like fall colors, like they said, like earth tones. So what's not mentioned in there is that all of these shops, you know, accept handbags and jewelry, um, you know, accessories. You just want to make sure those accessories are in season as well. And that frequently means the color. Like that St. John bag that I talked about earlier was a cognac color. Damn, I should be on the color team. Yeah, that's that's straight up. Yeah, cognac. Um, so that's how I'm successful in like knowing what to bring in. So this tip is somewhere, is something you won't find on a website anywhere. This is just my personal idea. You need to know where to take your stuff. It's it's what you take, but it also is where you take it. You have to, have to, have to fit the vibe, okay? So I'm going to use a couple Boston examples here. So just to show some discrepancy. So Raspberry Beret is my local consignment shop. They do really well with their vibe is like free people, made well, Lots of vintage, lots of boho, anthropology, etc. Like, I want to say, like older, like older items really, really do well there because 
that's their vibe, that's their customer, it's a little bit like hippie, I read books, and (laughs) I don't know, (laughs) but um, that's just them. So after I like, when I'm going through my assortment and I'm picking out my 25, 30 items, I just try to think, because this is exactly what the employees there do. Anyone can do this. This isn't a special talent. This isn't, this, this isn't me being like special. I'm not special. Like this, anyone can do this. Just think of the type of person that is going into that shop and every single item that you put in your bin, you know, would they buy that? Is that something that would fit in that store? Can I see it on the hanger in there? Um, another thing I just want to mention, you should be going in with a clear plastic bin, preferably something large so that when you go in, it's not overflowing and you can also like get more items with it looking like it's less. Um, everything's got to be nicely folded. Nothing smelly. I think that you guys know that. But So I want to compare this to a couple other places. So we've got, um, for example, Covet in South Boston. Um, completely different vibe than Raspberry Beret. Covet There are a lot of young people in the area, people fresh out of college who just moved to Boston. Um, The shop is very colorful and their vibe is like, you know, Lululemon, sorority, florals, bright colors, Etc. These are just things that I I view. This is how I view the brand and the customer. Zara, 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 Aritzia, Reformation. So there you have it. I mean, that's completely different than the Raspberry Beret. It's a little bit more of a peppier customer, a girlier customer, a younger customer. Um, and so, yeah, and then let's compare that with um, Plato's Closet. Plato's Closet is a chain. Hopefully you have one near you. Lots of people hate this store. <laughs> Lots of people love this store. Um, I view this store even younger they, I think that they have an even younger customer than um, the two that I just talked about. So I guess I'm kind of going from oldest to youngest here. So this, lately, I've been viewing more as a junior's brand. I see a lot of, um, like... Aeropostale. I see a lot of Hollister. Um, I know that Charlotte Roos doesn't exist anymore. I'm dating myself here, but brands like that. Um, TJX Private Label, <laughs> etc. Patagonia. I actually see Vineyard Vines there. I see a lot of workout stuff. Adidas Reebok. New Balance. So 
Under Armour and like basically this store is a chain so there's a couple things I want to add on here because they have a very streamlined process what they'll do is they'll go into the tag of your clothing and they will try to find the date that it was produced and I don't think they take anything older than two years old which to me feels not really I just I don't really like that idea it works for them though damn it works for them they've got stores all over the country successful business whatever it just couldn't be me but um so that's something to keep in mind don't even bother giving them anything I guess that is more than two years old which is kind of nuts but um I think of mall brands when I think of Plato's Closet so okay so let's also compare that with another consignment shop let's compare this with my hometown consignment shop I'm sorry if you didn't sign up for this kind of episode. It's all about consignment shops. Um, let's talk about chic consignment. Um, I grew up in Andover, Massachusetts, and I've always loved going into chic consignment. Um, they have a very preppy vibe, and they do. They have a much. They have the, like probably like around the same age as the customer who shops at Raspberry Beret but maybe a little bit older like maybe their average customer is in like their mid-30s or maybe they're a millennial but I feel as though their base is preppy and there are just a lot more things there that would fit into kind of the preppy mold here so you would want to take your stuff that is a bit preppier there. For example, I sold my hunter boots there a number of years ago. And, you know, they do, I bet they do a lot of Tory Burch flats with the Tory Burch logo. But they do a lot of Kate Spade wallets and crossbodies and Tory Burch and Coach and um, all that stuff. So it really does matter where you're taking it. So just if you're interested in consigning, if you're interested in doing this, just know where to take your stuff. Really, it's that simple. Also, you definitely, definitely want to be sure to um, not include workwear in what you're consigning. A lot of places do not take workwear, office apparel, plain pencil skirts, button downs, blazers, slacks, pencil dresses, skirt and pants suits, and menswear. So just be wary of that. Don't waste your time. Don't waste your time picking it up. So these are things also that you want to keep in mind when you're picking out stuff that you theoretically want to give to them one day when you go, right? If, if something isn't in your size, it's got a great brand in great shape, you want to make a couple bucks, just keep that in mind. No Forever 21, no Shein, no Charlotte Russe, which is dead. Sorry. Rest in peace. Primark. You know, those brands just really, guys, like, don't don't even bother bringing them to the consignment shop. Nine times out of ten, they won't take it. Maybe Plato's Closet will take it. But um, 
Listen, this is style, not fashion. You shouldn't be buying that stuff anyways. Stop. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyways, you should be wary of bringing, like, really, really formal dresses, bridesmaid dresses, any kind of children's clothing that you have or find, or that could be juniors unless you're going to Plato's Closet. And, like, you know, tights, swimwear can be tricky. Um, so, yeah. Um, these are also, I just wanted to cover, like, some brands that I've seen really sell well. Just, like, across the board um, at, you know, Raspberry Beret or Chic Consignment. Um, they are Free People, Anthropology, Everlane, Coach, 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 Converse, Madewell, Kate Spade, and Zara. I feel like these are like just holy grail. Like you really can't go wrong with them. Um, so yeah. Also, I just want to talk about something that doesn't exactly fit in here, but I did a yard sale a number of years ago, and it was really successful. So you can't rule that out. Just remember not to rule that out for clothing. If you don't want to take it to a consignment shop like a couple times a year, go ahead and set up shop in your yard. Seriously, especially... Don't be afraid if you live in a city. Um, I feel as though I made a good amount of money. It was a lot of work. I put everything on racks and I, you know, rolled it outside and I sat outside in the heat. Um, but just don't rule it out. I have gotten some of my favorite things from garage sales and yard sales that were outside clothing sales, outside yard sales. Um, and you can get some really, really great bargains from there. Um, also, I wanted to cover this in my Anyways Income episode. <laughs> um, Poshmark tips. Just one quick tip. I know that I've talked about this before, but I have found that when I price my items at like 30% more of what I really think they should be selling at, 50% more, um, I s tend to see that they sell better because the shining star of Poshmark is your ability to make an offer on something. That is a huge, huge um, feature that not a lot of other resale websites have maybe except for ebay so everyone on there i find really wants to make an offer i mean that's what i'm on there for so everyone on my stuff has been making offers and a lot of the times you know if i make something 15 dollars, then they'll offer me 10 for it and then i'm like great this is really only worth <laughs> 10 i really only wanted 10 for this i really only think 10 works for this. So 
I think that's just something to keep in mind. Okay, so I hope you enjoyed this episode about selling and thrifting and ideas. Yes. And um, I hope that this helps you in some way. I hope it has inspired you, motivated you to be curious and have conversations about this type of thing. It's not something that I get to talk about every day. So I'm thankful for this podcast for allowing me the um, ability to do so. So I thank you so very much. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your um, Wednesday and I will see you in the next one.